time Jesus we thank you Lord and we love you right now you alone are worthy Lord hallelujah hallelujah amen amen it is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning amen if you have your Bibles I like to turn very quickly in them amen I'm excited about what God is doing this morning amen the book of Hebrews we want to look at chapter 10. We're going to read verse 23. And it reads, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Amen. If you turn just a couple pages here, also to the first book of James. chapter and verse number six and it reads but let him ask in faith not wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed all right god bless you this morning you may be seated by the help of the holy ghost we're going to preach this morning on who are you and what are you doing who are you and what are you doing in your Bible this morning, we understand that God has got a plan for our life, that He has called each and every one of us into this place, and that He has a purpose for that this morning, that He wants us to come to the realization of who He is and what we need to do with this vessel in this life that He has given us. The Scripture says that all of us this morning have sinned and come short of His glory. It tells us that we are all born into sin and shaped into iniquity. We all have that in common, but as well, we all can have something else in common this morning, and that is to be baptized in His name. Amen. The Scripture tells us when we are baptized in His name that we get a full pardon or a remission of all of those sins that we have in our life. And we, of course, want to have that remission and that covering in our life because the Scripture says that in order to go to heaven, we must be born of the water and we must be born of the Spirit. We have to have the sin removed from our life. We have to have that covering of His blood applied to our life. 
Amen. And we get that by being baptized in His name. Amen. So we understand that to begin this relationship with God this morning, we have to believe and we have to trust in what His Word is instructing us to do. Amen. And we look at the book of Acts, chapter 2, and verse 38, and we read there where Peter said to us, Repent and be baptized, every one of us, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins, and that we shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Okay? And that's us being born of His Spirit. Okay? When God fills us with His Spirit, the Bible says, and it shows us in the book of Acts, that they begin to praise, they begin to worship, they begin to turn their hearts over. They begin to believe in this word that they were given. The Bible says that Jesus told them to go and tarry in Jerusalem until they be endued with power from on high. And so see, they were being obedient to the Scripture. And they were listening here to the instruction that was being given to them. And they went and they tarried. They waited. They prayed. They anticipated here. They did not go and complain and wait and say, why not yet? But they prayed, the Scripture says, with one mind and with one accord. I want you to know this morning you've got to get your mind on what God is showing you. And you've got to get an understanding here in unity with the body of Christ that God is going to do a work in your heart if you will trust Him, if you will believe what He's telling you. Amen. But see, the devil wants to come and wants to distract. He wants to come and bring opposition. He wants to come and bring all kinds of distractions, getting your mind off of the promise that God has given you. I want you to know this morning the Scripture says that God cannot lie. That means His Word is true. That means that everything this Word says, it's going to come to pass. It doesn't matter if, if, if what side you're on this morning. You want to be on the good side. You want to be on the side on the side of victory, as we sang about this morning. You want that victory in your life, because if you don't have the victory, well, then you're going to get the other hand that's going to come upon you, because God's word is true. And the Bible says that He is going to judge, and it says, but right now He's given us opportunity. He's given us opportunity each day. He wakes us up and gives us breath in our lungs. He's given us a chance to call upon Him. He's given us another opportunity to make our heart right and to keep our heart right and to keep our mind right here. Okay? And as we read here this morning, it says that you ask in faith, not wavering. Okay? That means that when you ask God and you say, Lord, I need your spirit in my life. I need your help. I need your direction. I need your anointing. I need your victory. Whatever you're asking for this morning, you're asking Him and you're believing it. And you're not only believing it, but you're standing upon the promise. And you're not going to say, I believe it right now while I'm in church. But if you don't do it right now, when I leave, I'm not going to hold to it. Well, that's not asking in faith. Believing. That's just being selfish and that's saying, I want it right now. If it ain't right now, I don't want it. Well, if you ask that kind of attitude with God, it ain't going to happen in your life. That ain't the way God works. I don't want my God to work that way. The Bible shows me that patience is going to work great things in my life. It's going to make me appreciate here. It's going to make me thankful. It's going to make me really be excited when I finally receive what I'm going to get. The Scripture tells us about Jacob. The Bible says that Esau was coming to meet with him, and uh, Jacob was scared. He was fearful because the last time he met his brother, his brother said that he was going to kill him. 
And so he was very scared. He was trying to, you know, now he has a family and kids, and he's trying to protect them and was worried about what was going to happen. And so he began to send out gifts to his brother, like a little breaking of the ice here, hoping that it would maybe change his attitude. And as he continued to get closer and closer, he finally, he went and he began to pray. The Bible says that there was an angel that came and met him. The Bible says he wrestled with that angel all night long. And he held on and he kept wrestling. And he, the angel said, let go. He said, no, not until you bless me. And so the, the Bible says that the angel broke the hollow of his leg. And he still did not let go because he understood here that he had to have a blessing. He understood that there had to be a change that took place here because he was about to face something here that he did not want to face on his own. Something he knew he could not face on his own. And so he understood if he did not get his blessing, he was not going to make it. And if he didn't get his blessing, his family wasn't going to make it. Okay? And so he, you, at some point in time, you've got to realize you can't do it all. And that you've got to get some help here. And that you've got to get the right help. And you've got to get the right direction in your life. And so when he prayed, he got the blessing. He held on. And when, when, the, when, the, when the, the brokenness come to his leg, did he give up? No. He did not give up. And that hurts. I don't know how many people have had a broken leg or arm or anything, but it hurt. It's painful. And the last thing you want to do is keep wrestling. Okay? You want to go run and... I don't know if they had ice back then at the time where he's at, but you want to get something and you want to hold it and bandage it and not be working it and running on it and all kinds of stuff like that, putting pressure on it. So you have to understand it does not matter what comes against you. It does not matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how bad it hurts. It doesn't matter how good it looks. It doesn't matter what it is. You've got to hold on to get your blessing. You've got to stay in the place where God can bless you. If you go running because you think the opposition is too hard, if you go leaving because you think this way over here is better or, or this over here is better or whatever you think, okay, if you get outside of the place where God can do the work in your life, it is not going to happen. I want to stay right where God can do a work in my life. And I want to keep holding to the work that God is doing. I want to keep cleaving here to this scripture and to this word and keep applying it to my life that I'll be able to stand, that I'll be able when the opposition comes, I'll be able to wrestle it all night long if need be until I get the victory, until I get my blessing that I need in my life. See, I appreciate the scripture because it shows us examples. And see, people in their flesh, they like to come up with excuses. They like to think of reasons why I'm different than everybody else. And they like to think of reasons why I can't do this and why I can't do that. Well, see, the Scripture has an answer for everything. And whatever you come up with in your mind, the Bible has a great understanding for us to see. Okay? And it leaves out, and it pretty much covers every excuse you can come up with in your natural mind. Because you've got to understand it is all you. It's your mind. It's what you think. Okay? But see, I want to go back to what the Word of God is showing me and giving me an example of here. And it shows me time and time and time and time again. Every single time. It goes right back to the same thing. When you trust and you believe. When you have faith and you hold on to what He's given you in your life. He is always faithful. Every time. Every time he's faithful. But when you step in 
And when I step in, and I get tired, and I get weak, and I get distracted, and I start thinking this and thinking this, and all I can think of is, oh, this is never going to work. Oh, this is never going to happen. Oh, this is never going to happen. Oh, this and all this. But when you step back and you, you know, one place in the Scripture, the book of Matthew, it talks about what is this world. He was telling them about they're only going to serve one master. And it says, if you gain, it's not going to do any good. And it goes on, it starts talking about, it starts talking about the, the, the sparrow. It says, this sparrow, it does not go and plant its food, but it has food to eat. Okay, so what is your life? Is it more valuable than this? The scripture says, no. Because see, the sparrow goes and, and God provides for this this bird to eat. It provides everything that it needs. It says, so how much more is God going to provide for you and in your needs here? Okay. It's given an illustration as to how how's come the birds aren't so worried about where their next meal is coming from? Because they have learned how to do things. They have learned that God always provides for them. Okay? And you've got to get in your mind this morning that God is always going to provide the need and the necessity in your life when you are putting Him first, when you are trusting in His Word. The Scripture says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So if we're walking by faith, that means we're believing His Word. That means we're putting our trust in Him. That means we're keeping our trust in Him. That means we're not worried about what this is and this is and this is, but we're simply believing. And we're saying, God, you've given me this day, so I'm going to walk by faith. You've given me this opportunity, so I'm going to continue in what you've given me. And it doesn't matter what so-and-so says. I'm going to do what your word says, no matter what. Because the Scripture says, and James, we read here, it says, it goes on to say, it says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Referring to someone that's driven by the waves here. Because they're going to be unstable in everything that they do. Everything that comes along, it's going to distract. Everything that comes is going to push them in one direction or another. But when you have a firm foundation, when you are baptized in Jesus' name, when you're filled full of the Holy Ghost, when you have faith and you're believing and you're trusting in God... The Scripture says then that there's no weapon that's going to be formed against you that's going to prosper because you're going to believe and you're going to be trusting and you're going to have understanding in what you have. And see, that's where it comes back to who are you? Are you somebody here that's believing in what the Scripture's saying? Or are you just acting like you believe what the Scripture says? See, Jacob had his test because, see, he was praying and he was believing. And so God began to bring his victory to his life. And see, if he would have had a heart that was not steadfast, when he began to wrestle, when he would have got tired, he would have let go. And he would have said, oh, oh God, I'll have to work something else out because this is just too difficult. I, I can't handle this. It's got to be easier than this. So he would have let go. And he would have not got the blessing he needed. And see, look how easily Esau fell in the beginning. Because, oh, the soup looks so good. And so, oh, what is my birthright? What is that? I'm going to die, so what makes a difference if I have it or not? Because I'm not going to be able to live. Well, let me tell you something. I'd rather die with my dignity. And I'd rather die with my faith, believing and trusting in my God for what He has done and what He's going to do. Besides saying, okay, devil, you've won. 
Because that's what you're saying when you give in to the opposition. When you give in to the temptation, you're saying, okay, well, this must not mean anything then. See, God's shown me in His Word. He's shown me. And so, therefore, I'm going to believe in what the Scripture says. And I'm going to have faith in what the Scripture is showing me here. And I'm not going to let anything come and take away from what God's given me in my life. Because this is the answer. And if you allow the devil to rob that from you, then you're not going to have anything. And if you can't trust God long enough to see through a little bump on the road here, then where is your faith at? Where is it at? It's not in God. Right? Because if it was in God, you're going to be saying, hey, bring it on. I'm ready to roll here. I got my shield out. I've got my armor on. My sword's getting sharp. Hey, bring it on. But when you're walking by sight, you're going to be saying, oh, no, no. You're going to be like the spies that went into the land and said, oh, no, we can't do this. Well, why? It's your land. God gave it to you, so why can't you? Because they're going in there and looking with their eyes and saying, oh, oh, no, this is too big. Oh, oh, no, this is too, too much, too much for us. When the other two said, oh, no, this is our land. God's already given to us. It's our promise. All we have to do is enter in, and God's going to bring it all to pass. So my faith here this morning I want it to be in God. And so that's going to make me who I am. And that's going to be, I'm going to be a child of God. I'm going to be a worshiper. I'm going to serve. That means I'm going to not only, what does the scripture say, that you not only be a, a uh, you, you add with your faith, you add work. So that means to be a doer of the word also. So that means I'm not only saying, God, I want you to do great things. God, I, I need great things in my life. But I'm showing God here. I am loving you here. I'm showing you. I mean what I'm saying. I'm coming. I'm being faithful to you. I'm living for you day, sun up to sundown. I'm worshiping your name. I'm turning my heart to you. I'm pouring everything out here because I realize without you, I am nothing. I'm nothing. And the only chance that I have is when I get my attitude and my spirit right with you and you created me that clean heart and you renewing me that right spirit that I can see, I can understand what you're showing me, I can have faith to believe and continue in what you're doing. Amen. But if you don't have that right spirit, then you're not going to go in the direction you need to go. Because if you don't have the right spirit, then that means you have the wrong spirit. There's only two spirits. And so that means if you're not trusting in God and doing the work of God, then that only leaves one of the person you're doing the work for. And I don't want to be working for him. I don't want him to be my employer, if you will. But see, we all say that, right? We all say, oh, we don't want to be a child of the devil. We don't want to do his work. We don't want to be a part of what he's doing. But we will lie. We will cheat. We will steal. We will be selfish. We will think of ourselves above everything else. We won't give God what he deserves. We won't pray. We won't worship. We won't be faithful. So what are those the attributes of? Those aren't the attributes of God, are they? I don't think so. That's not what God's called us to do. So that means we may be saying one thing, but we're definitely doing another thing. And so that goes back to a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. 
And so that means we have to start lining up here what we're doing with what we're saying. I want my heart to be in the right place. I want my attitude to be in the right place. I want my spirit to be in the right place. I don't want to say, oh, Lord, I I love you, and then leave this place and do everything the opposite because that's not loving him. That's acting like you love him. I told somebody in the Bible study the other day, I said, Hollywood ain't got nothing on the church. I said, we've got the best actors. And they're so good that they've deceived themselves. And they believe that they're okay. You know, the scripture also shows here about a man that looks in the mirror and walks away. He doesn't remember his face. So, so you have to look in the mirror sometimes and you have to say, who am I? And what am I doing? Am I loving God? Am I serving God? Am I doing everything that I know I'm supposed to be doing? Is the scripture lining up in my heart the right way? Am I ready to stand before God right now? Have I got everything cleaned out? Or am I just telling myself that? Because I don't want to face reality here. And the reality is that we're not promised our next breath. And so that means that the breath that we have right now, we better be praising Him with it. And we better have our heart right. And we better have our spirit right. And we better have our attitude right. And we better be thankful for what he's doing. And thankful for the opportunity he's given us right now to be in his house. And our attitude better be this morning. Oh God, it doesn't matter what the devil brings. I'm standing solid upon your word. I'm not going to be pushed to and fro by every care of this life. I'm not going to be bossed around by the devil and all the things he brings. But rather, I'm going to be a worshiper. And I'm going to stand. And I'm going to lift up my hands. And I'm going to shout the victory. And I'm going to be solid upon your word. And I'm not going to allow myself to be pulled to and fro. I'm not going to be a weakling. I'm not going to be a sissy. I'm going to stand, and I'm going to have the victory. Because the Scripture says that all things are possible through Him. The Scripture said He's the one that gives us our strength. So that means if He's given us all this stuff, that we should be accepting it. We should be opening our heart, that we should be praying, that we should be showing Him, Lord, I need you. I want you to do a work. And see, when God doesn't do the work He wants to do, it's because you're stopping Him. And you're saying, oh, no, no, that's too much. That's too much. Well, that means you're wanting to hold back some of your flesh, right? Some of your lust. The Scripture says that that we are drawn away by our own lust. And when lust is conceived, bringing forth death, sin. And when sin is conceived, it brings forth death. So that means if we're allowing ourselves to stay in there, then it's going to bring forth sin. And the sin, therefore, is going to bring forth death into our life, right? That means our ideas, our ways, our thinking, our doings. That's what that means. So that means all of my ideas, thinkings, and doings, I'm leaving at this altar. And I'm saying, God, I don't want them. Because they get me going the wrong places, saying the wrong things, having the wrong attitudes, not serving you, not worshiping you, not giving you what you want, what you need, not being thankful to you. These are the things that will happen here. So that means at this altar, we leave all these things. In the Scripture, He shows us in the Scripture, He makes us a brand new creature when He washes us in His blood and fills us with His Spirit. And so that means that new creature is not going to want the old things. Right? Because the Scripture refers that to a dog that returns to its vomit. So that means that God's got a new direction for us. 
He's given us a new way of living. He's showing us this new way. And not only is He showing us, He's given us the strength to do it. He's given us the direction to do it. So that means all we have to do is have the faith to do it. I have the faith, Lord. I have the faith. And it's not always easy to tell yourself you have the faith, but guess what? God's on the throne. God's the one that's bringing these things to pass, right? He's the one bringing these things in our life. He said that he's not going to put anything on us that we're not going to be able to bear. So that means he knows what he's doing. And that means we shouldn't be worried about what he's doing. But rather we should just keep our hands lifted up. And we should keep our smiles lifted up. And then we should keep our heart lifted up. And we should keep praise on our lips. And we just be keep saying, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why, but I thank you. Because I know sometime down the road here, it's all going to come together. But right now, I'm just going to thank you. And I'm just going to praise you. And I'm just going to ask you for more strength. I'm going to ask you for more direction. Amen. I need him. I need him every day he wakes me up. I need him. And you need him. And sometimes, it is like Jacob. And that we have to wrestle. And we have to battle. And we have to wrestle and we have to battle to get this flesh, ourself, under control to where God can touch us. And so that means when we start to pray at this altar this morning and you start praying and all of a sudden you start thinking about this, you start thinking about that. Oh, 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 so-and-so. And oh, hey, 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 that's flesh. That's the devil trying to distract you. And you have to push through those things. And you have to say, no, no, no. I'm not leaving this altar until I get my blessing. I need the victory. And you've got to get it in your mind that if you don't get the blessing you need, you're not going to make it. So what difference does it make about this, this, and that if you're not there to see it come to pass? Because you're not going to be able to if you don't get the blessing God's got for you. Amen? So I want to believe right now. I'm believing. Lord, you're going to do a great work. Right now, I'm believing. Lord, you promised us your strength. You promised your direction. You promised your victory. And I'm not going to let the devil take it from me. I'm not going to let myself rob me from it. Amen. The scripture says when you have been baptized in his name, the, the Holy Ghost is a promise that he's going to give to you. That is your promise. That is my promise. And that's my promise each and every day. God wakes me up. It's my promise again and again and again. I need that Holy Ghost. I need that strength and that anointing that only He can give me. Amen. Your mind is going to think of a million reasons to stop, to do this, to do that, and all this kind of stuff. But you just keep pressing through all that. Look at the lady with the issue of blood. She had to push through some things. Finally, after she got the realization of what she needed, then... The scripture says that the, the crowd was thick, but she didn't care because she finally made up in her mind, I need this thing. I need this. I need this. I need this more than this life. I need this more than any relationship. I need this more than any family. I need this more than any job. I need this more than anything. I think I need this because this is the only thing that's going to do any good in your life. It doesn't matter what the devil says. Everything else is temporary. Everything else is going to fall apart and it's going to leave you in the same position. But God does not leave you. The scripture says he will not leave you and he will not forsake you. Amen. So all these things point to the same direction. 
I'm having faith in God. I'm putting my faith in God. I'm keeping my faith in God. No matter what it looks like, I'm keeping my faith. Esau, after he ate that first bite, I know that thing sunk deep in his stomach, and he thought, man, I just made a big mistake. But it's too late now because I done threw everything away. I don't want the devil to get me into a place to where you get to the place you say, oh, no, what have I done? What happened is, is a long time ago, you stopped looking in that mirror, and you started being somebody that you thought that you really weren't, okay? I want to be real with myself this morning. I don't want to, what good does it do to lie to yourself? The Scripture says that God has every hair in our head numbered. He sees every spare that falls. He knows exactly where we're at right now. And He sees every situation. So why try lying? You be honest with God. And He's going to be real with you then and be able to do what He wants to do in your life. Amen? Let's worship Him right now. With a true heart, with an open mind right now. Lord, we need Your touch. Oh, we need your Holy Ghost to move in us right now, Jesus. We thank you. We praise you and we worship you right now with everything that we have. We hold nothing back from you right now, Jesus, that you'll move in our heart. Hallelujah. Let's come to this altar and pour ourselves out. Oh, that we receive that touch of strength that we need right now. Jesus, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. You are worthy, Jesus. Come and gather around for family prayer. Everybody's invited.